Alleluia, Alleluia. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Isn't today St. Luke? It's Matthew? Okay, I must have prepared the wrong one. No worries. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise. Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took a child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go back there. And, he be and because he had been warned in a dream, he departed for the region of Galilee, he went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. Amen. Ah, it's Luke on Sunday. That's where I got confused. Yeah, Luke's coming up on Sunday. Well, my dear friends, joyful, joyful, Merry Christmas, Christ is born, hallelujah, thank you, <laughs> very good. Well, here we continue on with our Christmas season, the first eight days of Christmas are a Sunday, and then we continue on for another seven days of Christmas, having a total of 14 days. The feast is just too big for one day, so the first eight days are a Sunday, and then we get into the regular Christmas season. So don't quit celebrating. Don't quit meditating. Don't quit participating in the great mystery of the Incarnation. Just as the world is throwing out their Christmas trees, we are just really getting in the second gear. So I encourage you to keep up your Christmas spirit and celebrations uh, during this time. And today we have the wonderful Feast of the Holy Family, which is usually on a Sunday, but uh, there isn't, it, doesn't, it can't work out this year, so it's today for us. And it's a beautiful feast day. I want to mention a few things about family for us today to help us. And the first thing is, is that the very first thing that the devil attacked in the Bible, the thing he went right after, 
was family. He went right after Adam and Eve. And you know, he really hasn't stopped since Adam and Eve. The devil has constantly been attacking family, constantly going after our families. He wants to break up our families. We know his, his usual tricks, you know, division and isolation and attacking people's identities and making people feel insufficient and so forth. So the devil has always went after families and always will. That's just part of what he does. And that's the first thing I want to mention today because I here's my confession. I have a confession to make. So I've been here almost a year. It'd be a year in the end of January I've been here and we have this beautiful holy family shrine right here. And have I, have I lit a candle for my family in a whole year? No. So today, I was moved by God to go light a family, a candle for my family, and take that time to pray for them. And this is the important thing that I want to stress, the power of prayer and how prayer changes the world. Fulton Sheen always said that it's like God's blessings are hanging from heaven on silk Cords, just all these blessings hanging from heaven on silk cords, and our prayers are like a pair of scissors that cut those silk cords free so those blessings can come down upon our people we're praying for, especially for our families. All of us have people in our family we're worried about, that we wish we're more connected to the Lord, at least in our view, that they had a better connection. And I always say, you know, I'm bringing some of my family members to heaven in a headlock. They're coming with me. <laughs> I'm not giving, turning them over to the devil. I'm bringing them with me. I'm praying for them. So that's just a reminder. We have to pray for our families. Don't let it go by. Remember Pope Francis had that beautiful five-finger prayer to help remind us who to pray for? I don't remember exactly his words, but I use it all the time. Lord, I pray for my family, my friends, my benefactors, my Dominican sisters and brothers, and um, my parishioners, past, present, and future. So we, and, and one more thing, you know, bringing them to the Holy Mass. This is the place where our family is with us at Mass. Uh, our, our living members are with us in our heart. We bring them towards for the sacrifice. And our deceased family members come to Mass with us. When I say, lift up your hearts, what do you, th what do you think we're doing there? That's because at that point of the Mass, heaven and earth come together. So any of your deceased family members are here. They're here worshiping God with us. And we've got to remember them. And when we receive Holy Communion, we have to remember too, we have to ask God to take to share that grace with our family members in purgatory, that when I receive communion today, that the Archangel Michael will take that communion to my family members who are in purgatory. So that's the first thing I want to say about families. We have to remember to pray for them because prayer changes everything. And lack of prayer hurts. So remember, and please I invite you to come up to the shrine this week and light a candle for your family and spend some time interceding for them. The second thing I want to say is from Pope Paul VI, St. Pope Paul VI, that the family life is a school. It's a school of love. This is where we get to really learn to love. 
I once heard a, a famous um, teacher say, you think you're doing pretty good? How's it going with your family? That's, where, that's how you're really doing. <laughs> so we all think we're pretty good. We're pretty holy. We got it pretty well together. But then we have to, then we deal with family and we see that we have a long way to go in holiness. So family is a school, a school where we learn how to give love and how to receive love. And look what, you know, just what St. Paul said there in his letter to Colossians, chapter 3. You might want to read that tonight, chapter 3 of Colossians, a place where we practice heartfelt compassion, a place where we practice kindness, the school of humility, our families, the school of gentleness. Well, now I've got the brother, so this is my new school of uh, humility and kindness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, uh, for anyone that has a grievance over one another. Family. It's our school of love. So please, intercede for your family, and remember that God gives us families, and it's a place where we can practice and grow in all the virtues, blessings, and gifts that he gives us.